Hey, Real Nerds. There's many ways to enjoy the Real Nerds podcast. You can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and now Spotify and iHeartRadio. You can see what we're up to around town by following us at Real Nerds on Instagram. And if you want to send us your thoughts, you can email us at realnerds at gmail.com or call us at 720-6NERDS5. Like us on Facebook at Real Nerds Podcast or tweet us at Real Nerds. And now on with the show. Shot and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can but talk film. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd will give it all the guts. Lights, camera, action. Hey everybody! It's another exciting week of Real Nerds podcast. Yeah, you know what that means? <laughs> we see a new movie and we podcast. Clap you Philistines! <laughs> I, I totally opened the show way different than I've ever done it before in 13 years. Um, this is the last episode of this year. It is, man. Everything goes big. by so fast. Um, <laughs> we uh, we see a new movie. We podcast our experience with the world. This week we saw Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Stay tuned where we'll recommend the film or not, play the trailer, and then spoil the movie. Um, we also talk about movie news and what we've been watching throughout the week. Um, but this is Christmas week. Brad, did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, can't complain. Um, I Instacarted my ass off. And, yeah, uh, it crazy? I bet it's a crazy time to Instacart. Yeah, it's uh, like, oddly, the stores were full of stuff. So I wasn't like, oh, of course this is out and you know, had to message this point people. But yeah, it's just like a lot of bodies and uh, I clearly got a, a, a sore throat from it. So that was great. <laughs> Some well, dude like know. actually stood next to me and just like open mouth coughed near me. And I just took my <laughs> yeah. car and rolled away and he knew I was pissed. That's gross. Yeah. So but yeah. Uh, yeah, I got some pajamas. <laughs> nice. And I, I bought yep. myself stuff over black friday so <laughs> nice i got pajamas too uh, laura got me a pair of uh jason uh pajama pants <laughs> and oh, uh, my, yeah <laughs> yeah and my my boy got me quote unquote an avengers t-shirt so i'm cool quote unquote avengers <laughs> uh no he uh quote unquote oh got he me. got yeah like, yeah like he, the guy. yeah like he picked um, them out yeah yeah so that was fun. Yeah. And, I, uh, you know, I I told my wife, you know, don't get me too much because I got like six Blu-rays in the two weeks prior. So like, you know, it's cool. And two of them were, um, you know, the Disney Steel uh, Plus Steel books that were 50 bucks each. So, yeah. 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 Um, I just uh, over Black Friday, I, I got my brother's Wonder and RPG. So, oh, dude, have you played Wonder yet? Have I? Oh man! Like it is it is one of the best Mario games, hands down. Well, yeah, it's, it's an amalgamation of like every Mario game ever made, uh, like cranked up to eleven. Like, and dude, how beautiful is that fucking game? It is stunning. That game is fucking stunning. Yeah, it's. it's I love. I love that game. It's so pristine. Like every mechanic that you've ever played through a Mario game, and in two D side scrolling, like the animations and everything, and just like product, like uh, production design, I guess, whatever. 
for uh that's just like so specific and yeah like you know in three like you changed into to a tanuki suit like that was the big deal and now we mm-hmm. have like you know you if you collect this seed the level reverses itself and uh goes like from night to dark or night to day and yeah it's just like, yeah or even um uh when you turn into the elephant, you're like, is this even going to be fun? And then you're the elephant Mario. And you go, oh, yay, I can spray my water and grow more flowers. And it's like stuff you don't know would work. And it's a fucking brilliant game. Yeah, it is just, so good. The mechanics of it are just insane. Like yeah. the Mario game. So much you can do. I agree. It's a fucking brilliant game. It's one of my favorite of the year. Yeah. And then my um, RPG, I was like, oh, you know, I don't have to rush out and get that. Like I have the the SNES cartridge still, but then yeah. I was like actually digging into it. I was like, Oh, they actually rebuilt this game. So yeah, they did the same thing. I, when I was playing it, it reminds me a lot of Link's awakening um, where it, the, the core mechanics are the same, but how they updated it is just really cool. You know, yep. Link's awakening kind of had the same look kind of like Lego Duplo looking people. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Totally, totally worth it. Yeah. Hell Yeah. Uh, speaking of brilliant, Brad, do you recommend Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom? You know what? Uh, I didn't no. enjoy the I didn't enjoy the original, but I I thought this was actually a little more fun. It's you know it's not great. <laughs> it's not a top tier superhero movie, but I didn't hate it. <laughs> I expected to be like, oh, this sucks, and then hate it as much as I did the first one. Um, but no, it's a, it's kind of just a fun buddy movie. Um. But uh, yeah, it's still disappointing uh, end to the DCU for sure. Um, yeah. So. Uh, well, like Amanda Heard's career, this movie never won me over. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> it's not it's not a dumpster fire. Um, but I I I wasn't a fan of it, and we'll talk about it when we get to the spoilers, but. There, I don't know. It, it's it's not horrible. It's not great. Um, it's somewhere. It's definitely probably my least favorite. Uh, either this or Blue Beetle are my least favorite DCEU movies. Um, and uh, for some reason, people love Blue Beetle. I just didn't get it. But what do I know? I don't know anything. Um, but yeah, here's a trailer for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Four years ago, I was basically unemployed. A wanderer with no home. But now, I'm a husband and a father. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And I did it, pops. My job was a little less stressful than yours. Oh, yeah. I finally got a job. I'm the king of Atlantis. Half a billion people from every known species in the sea call this place home. But that doesn't mean they all like me. I'm gonna kill Aquaman and destroy everything he holds dear. I'm gonna murder his family and burn his kingdom to ash. Be stopped. 
or a global meltdown is imminent. I think I know someone might be able to help us. Ooh, you look rough. Good job, little brother. High five. Do not call me, brother. I cannot believe you let this happen. Yeah, well, I hate this job. True king builds bridges, right? True king builds bridges. <laughs> we need to find Manta. He's different now. He's stronger than before. It's the Black Trident. During King Atlan's time, there were seven kingdoms. And the Trident was a curse upon them all. The Trident's dark magic is spreading. He means to end the bloodline. I don't know what lies ahead. But we can't leave our children in a world without hope. You're not as bad at this as you think. If you lead, the Seven Kingdoms will follow. So Aquaman is now a dad. And he's splitting his time between being on land, caring for his son, and ruling Atlantis. But you know what? He ain't got time for ruling Atlantis. That shit is boring, son. And um, so <laughs> he's doing motorcycle with... donuts. <laughs> yeah, for some unknown reason. Um, and so he's bored with it. It turns out there's a threat from some. I think Black Manta visually is a cool villain. Mm-hmm. Um, his motivation in this film, eh. Um, so he the guy was black manta uses um the agent from shield to find uh randall park yeah 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 i'm just kidding (laughs) um to to find some random lost city of atlantis or some lost kingdom that is associated with atlantis and uh black manta who's a doctor as well he's looking for ancient parts to like upgrade his suit yeah, he and finds they... a trident that shows him a past where Necris, the water city of the dead or something, I don't know, <laughs> um, has been banished and frozen in ice. But now Black Manta has it. He's more powerful. And he goes after Atlantis and um, this mineral or what, what is it called? Ocariclium? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, some I element try, yeah. that is affecting An- another the world. MacGuffin. Yeah, that's going to make the global warming accelerate. And so Aquaman now has to bail his brother Ocean Master out of the Fishman's prison in the Sahara. But he's not allowed to. That could piss <laughs> off the 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 the, the, <laughs> the Fisherman Kingdom. It sure can. um so he bails him out he gets water again and he's strong again and then they team up to take down black manta and stop him from unleashing the army of the sea dead i don't know something like that (laughs) and uh Uh, should someone who didn't hate it talk about it explain it (laughs) yeah you can explain it if you could explain it better uh yeah 
Aquaman is perfectly content being a dad, uh, so much so that uh, Atlantis is a little frustrated that he's not doing more as the king of Atlantis. And then Black Manta is full-on mission to just kill Aquaman at the expense of everybody else. Uh, I do like Black Manta's voice. That guy has a cool voice. Oh, yeah. Did you see him in, um, what was it, Watchmen? Oh, huh. Yeah, he played uh, Dr. Manhattan. Oh, yeah, he'd be a good Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, so in the pursuit of powering up his his, uh, destroyed suit from the last movie, he discovers, yeah, this Lost Kingdom and Necris and the Trident, and the Trident gives him visions and promises of more powers, and um, yeah, they have to mine that whatever uh, unobtainium thing. Um, (laughs) And it causes gross uh, excessive greenhouse gases and the climate goes nuts and then Aquaman's like we gotta find out why the climate's going nuts and then uh, they trace it back to Black Manta and they're like well the only one who knows how to get track down Black Manta is my uh, imprisoned brother and then they uh, you know say like oh you can't track him down because the fisherman uh, kingdom will be upset like they killed he killed a bunch of their guys so uh Aquaman dons a stealth suit, which he just wears up to his neck, but doesn't cover his face. Yet it still stealthy covers his face. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure how that worked. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, they rescue his brother. He touches water and uh, gets uh, flexed out again. And then, like a scene later, it's like his haircut in his own suit. I don't know where they yep. got it from. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, they kind of like reconnect with. Mara and his mom and his dad and uh, they talk to a I don't know fish thing voiced by Martin Short who also is the next step in finding him and uh, yeah basically him and his brother just kind of roam the world hating each other and blaming each other for things and teasing each other Aquaman makes him eat a bug (laughs) and then tells me she tried to eat burgers because they're awesome Yep. And uh yeah, then they fight Manta a bunch in these uh Yeah, I, I did you did you mention all the bad CGI or just no? Um <laughs> I don't know if I, bad CGI is just excessive. Um there's some parts that looks bad. I, I always there's some parts where it looks incredible. And yeah, this was always drives me crazy about movies sometimes. Is there parts like the creatures look insane, uh like insanely cool. Yeah, but then why do you CGI people walking? And it drives me crazy because that looks so unnatural. Probably because the, um, the landscapes CGI as well. So yeah, um, but it's, it's cool. But, they had like a little octopus buddy. That was fun. Yeah, to- Toto or something. Yeah, it's. But uh, it looks like to me, as a personal opinion, that Jason Momoa didn't have a costume. He literally <laughs> showed up on set with his cargo pants, his tight long sleeve shirt all his rings on and then just was Jason Momoa. Like, was his character like this in the first Aquaman? I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he was, uh, yeah, definitely played less of himself in that, but I also think like they all knew this was like going nowhere. So I think they just had fun with it. Well, it's, it's such a contrast though, because Patrick Wilson has these really like, uh, Shakespearean scenes. Like, yeah. <laughs> like where he's talking and, he says, you know, he says the stuff and then he says, nah, bro, have you tried a burger? It's freaking awesome. It, it just was so weird. 
And I don't know how many times someone almost got hit by a trident or almost died. <laughs> All of a sudden be miraculously saved at the last second. Whether it's Mira saving Aquaman, whereas Aquaman saving Ocean Master, whether it was Aquaman trying to save Black Manta. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God. How yeah, many like, times has someone... Even Randall Park got blown up him? and survived. Yeah. I don't know. They're just... As I watched it, I mean, it's not that it's like bad. It's just, it just seems that it's just there. Yeah. And, low stakes. Yeah. And you can tell that they did have to reshoot a bunch of it because I'm sure this had more implicating moments for the rest of the DCU. Yeah. And then, well, we're not going forward with it. So we need to find a way to end this story. <laughs> It feels like and, they pulled a uh, Black Panther and a uh, Iron Man at the end, where it's like, hey, we're revealing Rac- Wakanda through the world. Also, I'm Aquaman, not Iron Man, you know? Yeah, and with Best really conference. bad, like, green screen behind him. <laughs> yeah. it's And, it, you know, you go from watching Godzilla minus uh, one, and it looks incredible <laughs> with a tenth of the budget. Yeah. And it's just, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, there was parts that I had fun in, but I, I just couldn't get into it at all. And I like the first Aquaman. And it, I don't know. And like I said, it just felt like Jason Momoa showed up on stage. He's like, I'm going to talk about hamburgers today. And, and they probably said, oh, okay. And, and, and Jason, you're not going to change out of the clothes you came in on? Nope. All right. Sounds good. I don't know. Just seemed, it seemed like he was in a movie where he didn't care how it turned out. Yeah, I like I said, I don't know if uh, he knew ahead of time like how much time he had left in this universe, but I can see him being like, I, I wouldn't say he phoned it in, but I, I he felt like, yeah, I mean, this isn't like we should just have fun with this because yeah, because it's a bummer because he's so he's the only part of Fast X that I really liked. Like, yeah, he, he was so out there and so crazy. And then because his Aquaman in Justice League and Batman, Superman and um, or just Justice League. I can't remember which ones he's in. And uh, in the first Aquaman, he was more like brooding and you felt like he was powerful. And this one, you just felt like a goofball. Yeah. And, well, I think uh, I Zack Snyder, like, you know, teed him up. But I think once Zack Snyder exited, it was kind of like, well. What future do I have here? Yeah. And I, I mean, I also, because I like, like I said, I like the Black Manta character design because the scene where he um, shows up at uh, Aquaman's dad's house was classic James Wan, where it's the camera slowly panning and all of a sudden his reveal is really cool. Um, but, but then it, it cuts really fast and the whole house is like destroyed and on fire. And, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something, but I also it think too, like, maybe, you know, this is a movie that was heavily edited. Maybe, uh, yeah. When the dailies come back and they say like, Oh, we're not going to do it this way. We're going to change this. It probably just like maybe change the spirit to where he's like, eh, yeah, I don't have to play this full. And Amber Heard was in it more than I thought she was going to be. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I remember in the trial, she said she was, pretty much cut from it and as i'm watching i said man she keeps on popping up and then she was in the climax and each of got like in fights yeah so 
Yeah, she, I don't know. She or maybe starts out just doing mom stuff. And then, yeah, yeah, she gets to be like an actual, actually save people at the end. So, yep. Again, I'm sure like after the flash, they're just like, who cares? <laughs> just finish this and get it done. Yeah, but the flash was so fun. I didn't have as much fun watching this. <laughs> well, I think. But- yeah, I, I didn't like the first one just because a lot of stuff just seems so arbitrary without any any like explanation. And I think that's kind of rolled over into this. Mm. But yeah, whatever. Like I said, it just it I, I, it'd be interesting to talk to someone who's like an actual Aquaman fan. Yeah, see, like, do you know any? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I know one, but I don't think we'd, we'd get her on here. But yeah, it's a. Uh, it would be interesting to know. I mean, I, I, I it's don't like know. one of the least, you know, one of the least superheroes I know the least about. So, yep. But I'm, I'm looking at this as just like an outsider. I'm just like, yeah, it's just, it, it feels like, you know, <laughs> one of those 90s superhero movies that, that, you know, doesn't stick to the source material and it's got better effects, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure. <laughs> Like, like like a Judge Dread, you know? It's just like, hey, yep, they adapted it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, good for them. Cool. Yep. Um, This is the big news story of the week. It's real news! Um, I really don't have anything um, because it's, you know, Christmas and no one's doing anything. Um, there's nothing that's really stood out. Have I missed something or do you know anything? I was relying on you, so I didn't really think of it. Um, hmm. I've seen rumors that Warner Brothers is trying to merge with Paramount. Oh, yeah, that is a big news. Um, yeah. Which, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, stop. <laughs> Please stop. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the only thing I, I think would be okay with it is if they just sold their movie stuff to Paramount and it'd be like a movie studio again. This whole um, focusing so hard on reality TV and not delivering the best product is really aggravating. And just like having so much, like, yeah, like we talked last week about monopolies and having so much under like a single corporation. It's just like, it's, it's, it's not good for us. Like no. it's it's good for them, but it's not good for society. Like we need more opportunities for jobs and uh you know, less people uh making final decision on a lot of things rather than, you know, just yeah. needs to go in the hands of more people, you know. Agreed. Because you get into a a a thing where you're only gonna okay certain movies and now only a certain amount of people are gonna see them uh or you know, make the decision for it, and it just gets aggravating. Yeah, creative controls is going to be like limited to a very like small group of people, and it's just going to be harder and harder to exactly get other stuff out there. Exactly, and you know, we're already dealing with like more expensive uh, Blu-rays and everything. It's just like you know, if if Warner Brothers and Disney, if Warner Brothers slash Paramount and Disney, uh, like only had the movies, like they could just. Make them even they more do expensive. What they want. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know. like hey, all your subscription subscriptions go up. Like, 
you know. Yeah, because I'll even be honest. I when I went to get, I was going to get the steel book for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, even though I didn't think it was that cool. But I was like, you know, my other ones are steel books. So I'm going to keep it going. Yeah. But then when I got to Best Buy, I didn't get it because at one it was forty one ninety nine, and I thought the just standard four K like the design was so much better. Yeah. So totally. Did you so see that's that? What I did. Godzilla still books like sixty dollars. I'm like, why? What? Like the '98 Godzilla Steelbook? What? <laughs> yeah, online it's fine, but like the tag in every store I go to, <laughs> it's sixty dollars. I'm just like, it's not like four discs or something. It's just a wow. standard like one disc, two disc, '98 Godzilla Steelbook. Like it should be wow, fifteen bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's generous. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, it's 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 like. All they know how to do is just do mergers and acquisitions. They don't know how to like actually generate content. So it's like exactly. okay, so they do get Paramount. And they're like, well, now we gotta make content. Uh, you know what? Let's just try and buy Prime or App or Apple Plus. How about that? I know how to do that. It's like yep. cool. Now we have even less choice. It's just like Which what also pisses me off is one of my favorite films from twenty twenty three, spoilers for film explosion, but bottoms doesn't have um a release date on blu-ray barbarian the week the year before because bottoms was made under mgm which is owned by prime which means it's only going to probably be on streaming so it's super aggravating yeah i was looking through a lot of my uh list for this year doesn't have a physical release and yeah it's super and stuff from last year yeah been able to get so it's it's (laughs) slowly become a world where the things I like, I, as much as I love physical media, I, I actually can't get it. Yep. And that's why I always get it because just in case something like this happens, you know, where, you know, Best Buy now is going to get rid of their stuff. But on Black Friday, I picked up, even though like some of the Disney 100 steel books aren't the best, like I still picked up like three of them because they're $9. So, yeah, uh, they had the Lord of the Rings uh, 4Ks for like 54 bucks, like that yeah. $100 set. Yeah. I picked that up and uh oddly enough, no digital copy. The really? Hobbit the Hobbit trilogy has digital copies, but not the or the rings. <laughs> like, what's that about? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know what's going on. Fucking world we living in, Brad. What is going on with these people? <laughs> uh hey, we do watch movies throughout the week, sometimes streaming, sometimes physical. Here's what we've watched this week. So uh yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, did you watch some cool things this week? Yeah, I saw the the Iron Claw. Oh, the Von Erich family. Yeah, that's a messed up story. It fucking A it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're more familiar with wrestling than I am. Uh, you haven't yeah, seen I it, right? They even, they, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I heard they also didn't put uh, the brother that committed suicide in there because it was already too heavy. <laughs> so. Yeah, interesting you said that because, yeah... Um, yeah, I'm less familiar with wrestling. Uh so I went and saw it. It's it's great by the way. You should see it. Um cool. it is a, it is long. It is like 2 hours and like 10 minutes or something, but it's right. it's a compelling movie. Um and incredibly tragic. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's the story of the Von Erich family, the patriarch um pushes his kids so hard that it just ruins their lives. Um so yeah, you start out in the past and you show uh you know these four brothers, you eventually find out there's a there's a fifth brother who died in childbirth. And then, um, yeah, 
they uh go on to uh wrestling careers really just like their dad is trying to chase his own dream using them Mm -hmm. um and it just destroys them you know leads them to drug abuse that kills them or uh you know there's some exact there's some exaggerations like one of the one of the brothers uh like uh crashes out on a on a motorcycle and loses his foot and that did yeah that's a real story wait that that did happen to him yeah because i wikipedia it i thought like so here's the thing the movie leaves a brother out because Mm -hmm. two of them killed themselves the same way they shot themselves and i think like like if it was a fiction story that would make sense because it's redundant so they merged the brothers Mm. but yeah i I thought the losing the foot was just kind of like oh this is just to make it different and more interesting than the other the the loss the foot thing people don't even know he lost his foot until like he had an autopsy or something um only like certain wrestlers did um because that's the brother who wrecked out on the motorcycle right yeah he's the olympian and yeah he loses his, his foot and like his dad pushes him to just keep playing and so yeah he gets a prosthetic and wrestles with it um and then later he shoots himself in the movie yeah so that's like yeah. combining the other brother's death yeah um, something like that yeah yeah and then another one he's like he doesn't want to wrestle he just wants to be a musician and um yeah the dad forces him to wrestle and then he like busts his shoulder Zach, and go, goes into surgery huh Zach Afron plays Carrie Von Air- no he plays Von um Kevin the one who Kevin, yeah. breaks the curse he's- yeah, he's the he's he's still around and he's uh he talks about it cuz he has kids and stuff and um yeah, grandkids too. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, so throughout the whole movie Kevin's just like freaking out because he's watching his brothers like drop one by one, you know, he's the one who's in the best position to be the best wrestler, but um you know, things just don't go his way and his dad just makes him feel like shit every time he fails. So he mm. goes to the other brothers and pushes them. And so, yeah, then he, you know, he meets uh, Lily James and starts a family. And then he just gets afraid that he's going to pass this curse onto his own kids. So he like detaches from her. And, um, mm. yeah, just like all these different deaths is just like so disturbing. And yeah, it's fucking a crazy story. And yeah, if the, the music one who gets like toxic shock syndrome, so it's like, he only had a soldier shoulder injury, but it like destroys his brain. So he like can't even enjoy music. Yeah. It's just mm. awful. Damn. But, yeah. But, it's, it's, it's a family that's, you know, made for Hollywood because the story is so unbelievable. Um, yeah. But yeah. I was like, I can't believe this is real. Like this is, inc- yeah. and I've never heard of it before. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause a lot of them died in the early nineties. I think it was, Late, yeah, late 80s late 80s early 90s yeah like really yeah. close together too yeah yeah and one i think killed himself like on his couple days after his birthday or something and yeah yeah it's it's a sad story so definitely yeah check it out it's it's pretty great yeah i'm going to yeah um and the last thing i saw was a uh, ferrari it- you know, I saw that trailer so many times, it really turned me off from seeing the movie. <laughs> yeah, me too. But I was like, I'm, yeah, it's the last week of the year. I feel like I'm just like, mm-hmm. I want to use my Alamo Pass and my Regal Pass yeah. as much as possible. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll, I'll probably see it with my Alamo Pass, but it's one of those things. Man, every time I go to the movies, I see this trailer. Yeah. When he says like, no 
two objects can occupy the like same moment in time. It just feels like it's mm-hmm. trying to be a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's not bad. Like uh, the cinema, like you know, in the past, I've I've criticized Michael Mann's cinematography, like his digital era. I was like, this doesn't look great. But uh, I think he went back to film in this, and it looks better. But the story is kind of more about Ferrari and his, um, like, dual lives, like with his mistress and his illegitimate son. And meanwhile, he's trying to like save his company. Um, and uh, you know, there's a lot of criticism about like accents, which I don't really pay a ton of attention to, so it didn't bother me. Yeah, but I get it. It's like, yeah. They probably could have just cast Italians in this movie, um, <laughs> a bit a little more authentic. Um, but yeah, sometimes it does come across as a little like it's a me, a Mario. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, probably the, like the only standout part of the movie. Uh, like the performances are great. Like Adam Driver, Driver just seems dialed in for the whole thing. Like I forget that he's Adam Driver, and like oh, that's a character. Um, but the the shocking thing is like there's this brutal crash at the end of the movie that uh is really graphic um mm. so like that's the thing that'll stick with me from that movie yeah but yeah it's it's another two hour two hour plus affair of just like a you lot of people have... he's not we'll not die <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. A, lot of, a lot of people in rooms just talking and then uh <laughs> trying to be in, either inspiring or conspiring to uh it's like a little bit before Ford v Ferrari because they're tra- they're setting up the deal with Fiat and like putting misinformation out there to like lure Henry Ford in, um, and then it even opens kind of like Ford v Ferrari where there's like a flashback to him in black and white racing. Um, so it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's like oh, kind of stole a little bit from like the structure of the other movie. So, but yeah, I, I definitely just watched Ford v Ferrari again. This one's actually more Ford v uh, Maserati or Ferrari versus Maserati. <laughs> That's his, his rival in this roll movie. Off the tongue as well. <laughs> doesn't, yeah. Even I tripped it up. So, uh, yeah. That's all the new stuff that I watched. So, uh, I only watched one new thing. And last week I teased that I took my kid to see poor things. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> um, I, I, this time I let him pick the movie and I said, You want to see Aquaman? And he says, no, daddy, I want to go see that new migration movie. Fuck. So, um, I saw Here's migration. the money, son. See you later. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is the new animated film from Illumination. And, um, whatever. Um, there's this short before it with the bad guy from Despicable Me, whatever, that I don't even remember. Um, he's on the moon and he's trying to get off the moon. Um, the migration is about a family of ducks that are uh, happy. Well, the dad is happy with them being in the pond and they don't migrate, but then a group of wood ducks come and the son is smitten with one of the females. So he wants to go migrate South with them to the Bahamas and the dad played by Kamal. Nanjian, I can't even pronounce his last name. Nanjani. Thank you. Um, Nanjani is like really overprotective. The mom is played by Elizabeth Banks and she says, Oh no, let's go. And then they eventually go. Um, the best part of it is Danny DeVito plays their uncle Dan. Um, just hearing Danny DeVito as a cranky old duck is fun. 
Um, the rest of the movie is pretty stupid and um, it's basically a travel movie with ducks as they migrate. And it's one of those films where the story isn't that deep. So each uh, scene or moment feels uh, disjointed because it's like, oh, we need to have a scene where they're getting attacked by a chef who wants to make duck larange and um, Aquafina plays a pigeon named Chump. And so every time Mac, the, the other duck says, okay, listen here, Chump. And she says, what did you say? And it's just stupid and um, not very funny. Um, my kid loved it though. Um, it's very well animated. Um, the voice work is well done. Um, it's just, it's another one of those forgetful CGI animated films by the numbers string of gag animated. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, a lot of those movies too, if they're not Pixar, I don't know what it is about at the end. They all have to do some pop song and dance brand synergy, you know I mean? bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why they do that in all those movies, whether it's a DreamWorks one or now all these illumination ones. I, I don't know why they do it. You got to sell song downloads, man. Don't you understand how this business works? <laughs> I guess I don't. Sell the tickets, um, then you sell the the song downloads, then you sell the Blu-ray, uh, then you sell the <laughs> digital version of it. Yeah, true. You design a, uh, but, a popcorn bucket to sell it. Concessions with the birds on it. <laughs> you, you realize as you watch it that, um, like, I love Disney and Pixar, and I am not the target audience of these kind of movies. You know, whether it's The Secret Life of Pets, which I think is garbage, too. But that movie made a billion dollars. So what the fuck do I know? Nothing. Um, But I don't know. I just never get into it. And like I said, it's nothing. To, I think the performers are really good in it. The animation is good. It just doesn't have the stories. You know, Pixar, where in Soul, it's about a man trying to, you know, carry on a legacy and he dies before he can do it and how he's remembered in life. And they don't have those lessons in these movies. <laughs> and I think that's what I'm missing from them. Uh, but I guess if you have a kid and they like colorful things that say really obnoxious stuff and then there's a song at the end, then this is the movie for you. Yeah, that's the goal. Just get the kids excited enough to drag their parents to it and sell a ticket. Cool. Well, next week will be Film Explosion, so send us this list of your favorite films of 2023. And until then, we'll see you at the movies. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. 
and that's how you fucking do it. <laughs>